welcome to a gem of a secret podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets, and my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing today, Coco? Uh, I'm doing great, actually. Uh, I just uh, over the last couple of days, I've been really getting into my new position as event manager over at Local Lounge. Yeah, and how's that going? It's actually going really well. It's uh, it's new and it's different. I feel really busy. Mm-hmm. I like having responsibility. It makes me feel accountable. Yeah, feels like I'm finally like finding my groove. But over the last two days. Um, uh, was my husband's birthday. Yeah. Um, so that was actually really cool. We got to go to Seaside and have a fire on the beach. It was nice. It was great. It was actually a really relaxing trip, to be yeah. honest. That was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time to get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so with doing the event managing at Local, you've got to have these viewing parties every week for RuPaul's Drag Race. What has that been like, uh, having to be at a viewing party every week instead of just being able to sit down and watch the episode right when it airs? Hectic. Yeah. Uh, really hectic. I I really only catch like bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I normally watch the lip sync, but like other times like I'm trying to like coordinate with talent and mm-hmm. like I'm walking around and I'm mixing mingling or we're like giving out jello shots or like however you want to do it. Like it's just yeah. it's kind of a mess. Um mm-hmm. so I never really actually like know any of the drama or the things that people say or laugh about. Like yeah. I'll hear about it like later and I'm like, I was watching the episode. I did not catch what yeah. you were talking about. So you about. have to rewatch it later to get a better idea of what yeah, was going on. Kind of a waste of time. I'm like so mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's a certain amount of fun that comes with going to a, bu- a viewing party mm-hmm. but also if you're really into the episodes like me and you're like trying to like sit down and watch and like retain what's going on um then it's not the best yeah environment but it's it's great <laughs> if you're if you're going to uh you know see some queens perform and you know get out for a little bit which in these times of course we are encouraging that you only do if you're comfortable and safe doing so yeah Social distancing is a must, and if you do come to local to watch the viewing party with me and Autumn Rain's heart and our rotating cast, uh, obviously you're going to social distance and wear masks. Yes. So, um, yeah, so let's get into the episode. Yeah, so this episode is the first episode that has an elimination, and we'll get into that later, but we learn from the... T- oh, let's talk about how the... The the most important thing that happened this episode that was like the, you know, juicy drama was that these two teams got to meet up together. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the um, what what do they keep referring to themselves as? The, the winner circle. The the A squad and the B squad. Oh, or yeah. The winner circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think what's interesting about that is, uh, so we know that a lot of the stuff is made up, mm-hmm. like to a degree, but they haven't actually worked together except no. for like filming promo. And then you also have to imagine, um, from what Pearl said. Um, and a couple of other Drag Race girls, they mm-hmm. are like sworn to secret, not secrecy, uh, sworn to silence. Yeah. Like they're not allowed to talk. Sequestered. Yeah. Um, even when they're around each other, if the cameras aren't rolling because mm-hmm. they want it all to be really organic and natural. Yeah. And so I guess this could be like their true like first meet outside of like, oh, where's the bathroom? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And with... Everything that happened with Elliot in that episode where the uh, B-Squad, or the other girls were, Mm -hmm. asked to basically vote someone out based off of first impressions. The uh, other side decides to have Elliot hide from them and (laughs) question the other side about what happened with Elliot. I know, so terrible. I remember (laughs) later in the episode, uh, Rue had asked Utica and Denali, I believe, Mm -hmm. like, 
why Elliot with two T's? Mm-hmm. And Utica said, um, I feel like I have positive energy and they come off really cold. <laughs> I was like, wow, that is a bold thing to say to a person you barely know. I feel like the only reason why Utica got that idea was because the other entertainers, when they said that they voted for Utica to stay over Elliot, was because when someone dropped something, Utica quickly went and grabbed it for someone and showed that she was kind. And that was like the first impression they had of her being like kind and nice. So that's why Elliot was unanimously voted out over Utica. That's because in the little interaction they got, Utica was the first one to jump and help someone while Elliot kind of kept to themselves, I suppose. Hmm, That makes sense, actually. So after learning that Elliot, in fact, did not leave and reveals herself, the queens are kind of gooped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, also, I mean, I love video editing and that uh, video production in that mm-hmm. capacity because I'm just like, that's actually, I wonder if they, how good of a job they did with that, hiding that Elliot really didn't just go back to the hotel. I'm sure they did. I'm sure that they, they were pretty did. surprised that Elliot was still there yeah, when actually, yeah. she came out. Yeah, because that would have been easy enough to do. It would have. Because honestly, they know that she's still there in the hotel for a week until she goes home. Yeah. She got eliminated. She's so. still got to film promos. Yeah. That's, oh, that's. Oh, producers. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I would be feeling away if I was Elliot for sure. Because if I got voted out solely based on first impressions, I'd be like, gosh, I don't leave a great first impression. So what is this all about? Yeah, that would be toxic as hell, come to think of it, when you think yeah. about it that way. She had, she didn't actually get to show any of herself, really. No, just a look and, and you know, a few interactions in the pork chop loading lounge. But really... While they're just sitting there to be told to wait. Yeah. So, I mean, they might be chit-chatting. They might be a little bit. Not... We didn't get to see much of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, they that's did. Good. Those, y'all are terrible. Those producers <laughs> are messy. <laughs> yeah. So, Tamisha and Elliot kind of have it out because I guess Tamisha is the one that's kind of speaking for the group when they are talking about why Elliot got voted out. So they kind of have like a little back and forth there. And to, and we learn really quick that Tamisha's like, I'm not the one to come for. I'll rip your head off if you come for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I got from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on. So, and then this art, so this episode is our first, I think Donna said it, our first acting challenge mm-hmm. um, episode, which uh, I have to always say like, this would be, this would not be uh, where I would shine. Mm. And and let me say it specifically this way. I can get through like a couple of lines and make a fool of myself if necessary. Yeah. Um, but I can't get through a lot of lines. Mm. Like that would be, I would be the girl who would have to ask for like line. Uh, where's my script? Or, like just, And like in a lot of times they'll let something slide if you say it a different way. Yeah. But sometimes when they want a certain line, they want you to say it exactly as it's written. And that would be where I would lose it. Yeah. I would it, be like, I can't. I just like my brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> I like to think that I would do well in an acting challenge, but I have not done theater for many years. So I haven't got, had to memorize a script for a long time. And also... I feel like nerves would be have would be something that I'd have to overcome in that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And so the lack of experience in acting recently plus the nerves could end up sabotaging me. It would have to it have to be entirely situational. Like right. I'd have to like feel it out as it happened. But I also do nowadays have nightmares about having to memorize scripts even though I haven't acted in years. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's like something showing me that I would I would uh, you know, 
I would have some issues during something like that. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the team names and everything, uh, we're going to talk about that viral moment that happened uh, with Utica and Rue. Because, oh, my gosh, it makes me laugh so much. I've watched it like a hundred times. It's so bad. Uh, because uh, Utica's character on her team is supposed to be like this hippie pot smoking. Stoner, yeah. Stoner. And so Rue had basically asked Utica... Um, have you ever smoked pot before? And Utica <laughs> initially like was gonna do like a like an affirmation, and then I think she remembered that she's like from a very religious family, mm-hmm. and realized that she wanted to give more of like a PG response or like. <laughs> And then it turned into something else where she's just making faces directly at the camera. <laughs> and it reminds me of those scenes from like The Office and like yeah. where Jim looks at the camera. The fourth wall breaks. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the smile at the camera <laughs> and the looking up at the camera. And Posing. Then turning around. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so funny. I had to watch it over and over again. Oh my and then God. Rue's laugh just added to how much I was laughing at it because she was dying from it. Oh, God. It was so so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, her entire team's just like looking at Utica laughing too. Because they're, they're like, like what's what she is, doing? What That's is funny. going on? <laughs> Got Mick is confused from the other side of the room looking around like, why is RuPaul freaking out right now? <laughs> and actually, something I did notice too is about production and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just because now I pick up on that stuff after being on Camp on a Kiki. Yeah. Is that they obviously place all the girls. Like they're all sitting very close to where they're not really working because they couldn't. Yeah. They put all the girls close in a good camera shot to where Ru can be seen at an angle. They can be seen at a different angle. Mm-hmm. So they can get two camera and whatever. And like, and then they have their close up cameras. And so like, it just, it just is interesting to me that like, it goes from scene to scene to scene. Cause it's like, it's, I, I don't know. It's like a movie a little bit. Like yeah. all of these things are very staged. Yeah. Even though the reactions are real, like the placements are staged. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, so going into the challenge, actually, was that the only thing that was interesting? Oh, Tina Burner and Rosé, I believe were the ones who had acting Acting experience, or... and they also they've kind of also been set up from previous episodes to have a bit of a rivalry. Like it, like they don't always work together, or maybe butt heads a little bit. Uh, Tina didn't seem to have out of all the New York girls there. Rose seems to be the the one that Tina doesn't have the most positive feelings about, and 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 it's not even like particularly negative, but it's more so that I think Tina definitely sees Rosé as competition and we're going to see them kind of clash a little bit throughout the season because they're looking at each other pretty heavily as competition currently. Yeah, I could see that. I can definitely see that. Um, It's funny because I'll just, spoiler alert, um, nothing comes of that rivalry in this episode. They just point it out. They just point it out. So I think they're building up to it. Yeah. I think there must be something. They're probably going to lip sync against one another at some point. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, so the three teams were Misery Loves Company, God God Loves Flags, uh, and April Fool's Russian. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, so the concept is to make these parodies of Hallmark movies, which if you've ever seen a Hallmark movie, they're ridiculous and they're usually uh, starring one of your main sitcom stars of the 90s slash 2000s or mm-hmm. some child star that is you know you haven't seen in a while right that is right, right. that is all of a sudden having a, the starring lead in this uh cheesy movie and right. they all kind of have similar plot lines they're all you know 
just somebody who doesn't believe in love or Valentine's mm-hmm. Day or whatever. Yeah. Just very, it's very typical. Career woman. Career woman. I don't have time for love. I don't have time <laughs> for love. <laughs> my job is my love. Oh, gosh. Um, and so, so the first group, I believe, is uh, God Loves Flag. No, God Loves Flag was second. Oh, okay. We'll talk about Godless Facts anyway, yeah. um, just because it's on my mind. Yeah. Um, so, La La Rie yeah. did terrible. She did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I, just I was confused why why she was not in the bottom two this episode. Um, I think it's because uh, she had most of her lines. Mm. Um, I actually think that that was it. And then she probably executed the lines fine. Just she wasn't. Characterization. The characterization was terrible. There was no characterization, really. No, it yeah. was very bad. It was flat. It yeah. was just a very flat performance. Everyone else in the group, I thought, did really well. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that because they try to make that like over dramatize what's actually happening in the moment mm-hmm. a little bit because like when it goes to, like screen, it's like not as bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then I guess spoiler alert: uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is in each of the skits. He, yeah, all of a sudden appears as a prince in each of the skits. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> what? What was the fanciful thing in Godless Flags? Was it the gnome or was it? It the... was the gnome. It was the gnome. Yeah, played by Rose. Oh gosh, the gnome was so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> finger stuck because they have to have some sort of so there's a dike and like mm-hmm. the dike in the sense of like a dam. <laughs> Oh. And he had his finger stuck in the dike in the dam. So, of course, it's a play on words because it's drag race and they have to, you know, include this LGBT plus language into the... For the love of ridiculousness. (laughs) Um, I just... I I have to say that Jeffrey Boyer Chapman is just not the greatest actor for me. Like, I don't feel like he serves lines well enough. and, And I'm a terrible actor, but he throws me out. Every time. You mean in American Horror Story Apocalypse when he said, The stew is stew! You weren't convinced that he was an Oscar-worthy actor? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. All right. No, I wasn't. (laughs) It's not a thing that happened. Or his romance with RuPaul in All Stars... Four, I think it was. Oh, the cringiest moment of the world? Yeah, very much. The almost kiss thing? Yeah, very that. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> that oh gosh that was and the f- funny thing is i've heard from people who've worked with him that he's like the nicest person but it's just in my opinion it's not translating well to screen because even yeah. when i start we started watching uh canada canada's drag race yeah i was so infatuated with how gorgeous he is yeah like he is beautiful he really is and like but those lines just, yeah <laughs> oh heavens yeah <laughs> Who do we felt did good in that group? I thought Simone. I loved Fictory. 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 <laughs> Can't even say Fictory. I love God. That's like Fictory. <laughs> yeah. Um, they even even Ross was finally. He just went for it. He's like, you say the stupidest things. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, she did do good, and she yeah. also. It's well, you know, it's editing, yeah. but it sounded like she knew most of her lines. Yeah. Like she didn't have to like stumble too much. No, and she was like serving it to us the whole way. It was just Consistent. honestly, it was honestly herself and a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it was. Yeah, which it's so nice in Drag Race when you get that to where you're like, oh, I can put just who I am. Yeah, just maybe a little example. So you're able to bring some amplified. authenticity to the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
victory, victory. Um, <laughs> yeah, but poor Lala Ree for that. Uh, yeah, she didn't do great. What was the okay? So what were the other ones? I I honestly I don't remember. You're gonna have to kind of refresh my memory on some of them. Coco's Mi- fresh off of just watching the episode. Uh, so. Misery loves company, and I I think that that's funny uh, in the sense of the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that the one with the tree? Yes, that okay. was the tree, and. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I didn't understand Kamora how she couldn't get Hall. that. And I get it. Inflection is sometimes actually difficult. It like, is when you're nervous and you're anxious, because you know, like when you're at a job, right? And mm-hmm. people blame it on micromanaging, but there's also this anxiety aspect for when somebody tells you to do something. Uh, micromanaging, you get it wrong because you're anxious. Um, and then yeah. you keep getting it wrong and they keep micromanaging. It was building up your anxiety. And so I think that that was a true case of that. Yeah. To where Ross was like, you're not doing it great. Mm-hmm. Do it better. And she's like trying to do it better. But her mind's just like the anxiety is just killing her. I, I It's happened many times with queens on the show before. I remember specifically it happened with Nina Bonina Brown during her season uh, for the 90210 challenge. Oh, right. When she had to say this line, where, where are all the hot guys at this school? And she kept saying, where are the hot guys at this school? And it just was not sounding natural. Oh, yeah. Where are all the hot guys? At the school. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, where are the hot guys at the school? You know? Like, it's a question. (laughs) But Well, and then, and honestly, I I, I like that even Ross broke the little RuPaul demeanor a little bit by saying, this is supposed to be a play on the line that Tyra says. Yeah. We're all rooting for you. How dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you? Like, that's what the line's from. We're rooting for you. And Ross even says that. And that would have immediately clicked my line to where I would have just probably said it exactly the way Tyra did. How Tyra Tyra did. did. Yeah. And just gone about it that way. It work that way for. But, and also, it's a pop culture thing. And if she wasn't aware of that, then it wouldn't have helped anyway. I feel like you have to be living under a rock to not be aware of that. <laughs> You're the one who showed me. But really? I feel, yeah, I didn't. Well, because top model's not my thing. Oh, I was obsessed <laughs> with that as a kid. How my parents did not know I was a complete and utter gay. Because I used to watch top model marathons with my sister. And my mom, I remember her one time, she was just like, you like this show? And I was like, yeah, I love this show. What are you talking I about? <laughs> What's wrong? This is great. I love it. <laughs> this is pure entertainment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. But no, that's when you're kind of right, though. I mean, they couldn't. She might have not known about it. But like that was so Kamora played a tree. And then um, I think Olivia Lux made a comment about she was in full body to be a tree. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> what was- why? Kamora's <laughs> like, in full body to be a tree. Like, even Olivia being as thin. Because I, I always say that bodies, like, sometimes hurt really bad for uh, bigger people. But Olivia Lux, who's not that big, but wears mm-hmm. obviously bigger body, was like, why would you do that? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, she's like, all you had to do was paint your stupid face. <laughs> Seriously, there was no other parts for Kamora oh, outside gosh. of her face. There were. There uh, were. Oh, she hit her. <laughs> she hit her with a tree branch at the end. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah but the whole lines <laughs> were just awful. I thought Olivia Lux did a good job during this challenge too. Uh, she did really good mm-hmm. as like the mom playing uh, grandma, grandma, or whatever, yeah. playing with roses mm-hmm. or whatever her character was supposed to be doing, and um, and her lines were fine. Yeah, I mean, she was just. She was just fine. Yeah. Like, that was for me. Like, I think she did good, but she was just also just fine. Was So Denali was also in this group, too. Right? Uh, yes. And they said that with Denali... Was it this group that Denali was in? I'm pretty sure as a main girl, I'm right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah I'm I trying so. to remember because... 
The other one was April Fool's Russian, and that had Joey J in it. Yes. And yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember exactly how it, we. I mean, I could totally be getting this wrong. It's been a couple of days since I watched this uh, episode. Denali didn't do great. No, no. <laughs> um, and I not necessarily as flat as the of a performance as La no. La Reed, mm-hmm. but more so just it was kind of. I think as the group leader, you need to be able to carry the performance. Yeah, like because it's supposed to be like what uh, like the. Uh, what a dump like yeah. that line or yeah. whatever the characterizations you know, of uh, Betty Davis yes exactly yeah. and that that was kind of the issue that I saw too but the other thing is like even though I didn't really know that line um, Drag Race is about like what Candy References. Muse did like just overacting the part to the yeah. point oh, of that where too. you're yeah. humiliating yourself beyond reason yeah like, like it's literally it's like honestly, acting challenges on Drag Race are how much can I embarrass and humiliate myself to get Rue to laugh? Yeah, like that's what you got to do. Yeah, and then there was of course the meme that we saw this weekend that said Drag Race is just three people in their fifties on a judging panel getting angry at millennials for not knowing their references. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> I um, mean, one point per Yeah. <laughs> I cannot talk like those Zoomers, I swear. I know what they say because I'm not that old. But, like, at the same time, like, I was like, oh, that'll never be It's honestly, language. yeah, it is kind of millennials and Zoomers now. I really, the, I mean, the oldest queen that we have on there is Tamisha. And, yeah, um, yeah. so it's it's still, like, most of the casts nowadays make up younger generations. Yeah, definitely. But her pop culture knowledge is, Rue's pop culture knowledge is still insane. Insane. Like, and I think it's because obviously she researches it before episodes, but it's just really good. I think what it is is because she was always a good actor, yeah. that she researches it, and then it's just committed to memory. You know what the most obscure reference for me that Rue expected a queen to just get mm-hmm. and, like, gave her shit about it the entire season was? Was Miss Fame with the How's Your Head thing. <laughs> like... Literally, that reference is from Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, this movie that, like, it's a campy movie, and yeah, like, gay people should see it, uh-huh. but, like, I can't imagine that, like, many... What was the line, though? Like, it was, what does Elvira say? He, uh, so, the guy is putting up, like, the, the sign on the marquee for the movie theater, because they're gonna have, like, a horror, horror-themed uh-huh. movie night, and she, Elvira is gonna host, uh-huh. and she's walking under, and he drops a letter, and it hits her on the head, and he goes, oh, how's your head? And then she goes, oh, I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> and so Rue expected Miss Fame to get every single time she asked her, how's your head, to respond like Elvira and would get and would just laugh at her when she wouldn't get it. That's so mean. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I didn't even know Yeah, that. yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know what it was from. Yeah, it's from that movie. I know movie. it's supposed to be an innuendo joke, but I didn't know what it was it's from. It's literally from that movie. Oh, for the love. No queer kid nowadays watches that. I mean, I did, but only because, and after I was like a, a big fan of, probably after that season I watched it. I don't even know if I watched it before that season. Yeah, so just terrorize this makeup <laughs> mogul just because you just don't, don't understand the reference. God, that's so mean. <laughs> now, I, that, now it's even worse for me. And even like Cher, for instance. Like yeah. now Tamisha is older, so she should have known more Cher songs, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um because uh, part of uh what Rue had asked Tamisha was, Are you a Cher fan? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, and she's like, Well, name four Cher songs that are not believe. And mm-hmm. she couldn't name any, but I will also chalk that up to anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. Um like I know a plenty of Cher songs, but I would have completely blanked, obviously being called out on the spot like that. 
Um, and then she did like say, and then Tamisha said, uh, well, I would have, if you said any of these people, I would have known her off the top of my head. Yeah. And the thing is, lots of queers are fans of Cher, but they don't really listen to her music. Tamisha did a really good job in this challenge, too. I think, I, 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 I think she did good, but um, it was very directed. It was. Yeah. It was. But I think once she took direction, she did a good job. Yes. Yeah. And which makes sense for a pageant girl. Mm-hmm. A pageant girl, like, you'll be like, walk over there, smile at the judges, wave with your left hand, do your pinky, and then walk yeah. to the right. So I think and they'll she get could, it all down. They'll yeah. get it all down. And so I think with great direction, like, she did do a good job mm-hmm. because of that. But, um, yeah, even Rue was like, because Rue is such a fan of Cher. Mm-hmm. And I just have to throw this out there. And I know we said it in an earlier episode, and I know we're getting fans, so you might have already heard me say this before. But when Cher was on the RuPaul show, is the most cringy and awkward moment I have ever watched. I haven't seen that. It's so bad. So... Rue decides to play a game with Cher to talk about to talk about um like what guys she would want to sleep with mm-hmm. like that which is such a ridiculous game for this like you know famous artist yeah, or whatever this diva and so she just starts listing off names or whatever and and it just was it's really awkward because Cher just doesn't care mm-hmm. like she's just like her him whatever that one I guess whatever I maybe would yeah I don't know they're weird like it just. Cher was just not over it. She was so over it. She thought yeah. it was a waste of her time because it wasn't anything that was special. Yeah. Like, and so Rue obviously is obsessed with Cher, but not everybody else is obsessed with Cher. Yeah. Like, just sorry. It's not yeah. a thing. Well, if you're gay, you're supposed to be. I know. Well, if you were gay in the 90s, you were supposed yeah, to be. Supposed to, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's, like, um, gays nowadays are obsessed with, like, Gaga still. Like, yeah. that would be the. The biggest like gay icon. Yeah, Madonna's definitely done too many problematic things for the gays to stick around and like her. Yeah, but yeah, Gaga is kind of like everyone's new queen. Yeah. So, but Gaga also doesn't have any things that make her like she doesn't have that voice like Cher does and things Mm -mm. like that to like be able to embody her. Yeah. Anyway, long tangent. Um, (laughs) So. Uh, so Tamisha Iman was Cher, yeah, and she did a good job as like the little fortune teller. And then at the end, obviously, oh, uh, she, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman appears again, which yes. is a thing that they decided to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a thing that they decided to do. They're really just shoving Jeffrey Boyer Chapman down our throats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So the people I thought well who did well out of all three groups was Candy Muse did super good. And yeah. I did. I also laughed at Candy Muse. I did when she was she was acting crazy and I loved it. Yeah, as yeah. like a clown character and it was just really funny and yeah. it was and it was the reason it was funny is because it like I said before the humiliation aspect. Yeah. Simone's was actually good acting. Yeah. Um because she has a twang and so we're kind of laughing at her more so than with her mm-hmm. cuz I don't know how much of it it's intentional mm-hmm. because like like factory yeah like factory uh, she obviously came up to do that because she said yeah. it every time she talked about it but it's also just something that doesn't it just seems like it was part of her character yeah so it's yeah. like we're laughing at her with candy muse we're like laughing with her and the character she portrayed and so yeah yeah um so let's get to uh well we'll go to the dressing room right be uh, while they're getting ready for the runway mm-hmm. um and then we learn again that Tamisha has kids. Yes. Uh, and she's old as dirt. Yep. She's talking about how, <laughs> like, her youngest is in their mid-30s. Yeah. yeah. And um, she named her drag, her drag name is after her oldest, oldest daughter, daughter. Which I was, I thought that was actually really kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And actually, listening to Tamisha talks um, and how she handles herself, she's more so on Rue's level than mm-hmm. I think she realizes. Not in the sense of, like, the fame, but, like... 
just the presence, I mm-hmm. guess. It's like it's very older. It's like it's reserved a little bit. She's definitely an observer. She, oh yeah. She sits back and she kind of like takes it all in and then reacts, which I think is something that definitely comes with being older and more mature. Is you have oh, absolutely. To, I think when you're younger, you tend to be a more reactive person, and Tamisha is definitely a like a level-headed kind of observer of the group, and she kind of like tests the waters a bit before she jumps into things, which I think is a smart way to be, especially absolutely. in the competition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So there wasn't really too much of a highlight of the dressing room beforehand than that. Yeah. So moving on to the main stage, trains. which was trains. Um, do you remember that drama that happened that when RuPaul like said, I support trans people and she did a picture of a like the train flag, not trans flag? No. Yeah, she did that a long time ago. It was very problematic. <laughs> Apparently RuPaul supports trains. <laughs> <laughs> like it was really bad. She really did that. Yeah. Oh god. Was... I had no idea that happened. Yeah. She did fat fingering trains flag into anyway. Um Oh gosh. <laughs> so uh the so <laughs> the main challenge was uh trains. Mm-hmm. And uh so going through the person who obviously I thought was the best for the most creative was Denali. Um, oh, I loved the, the like bird, bird. Of paradise kind of yeah yeah a very mm. long train um, and it was gorgeous. The one I didn't like and I uh, it was either Elliot or Joy Jay's the whoever was in the white. Oh, that was Elliot's. Elliot's. That I was, didn't like that. Off and the rack kind of. It, it because it was too simple. It mm-hmm. was like I'm wearing this beautiful bodysuit. And then I put a belt on that has a white train. It looked like something that you would get. I mean, if you're from Portland, then you know kind of of the story. I think it actually, unfortunately, ended up sh- shutting down during COVID. But Spartacus hmm. would have um, items like that. And it looked like something that was bought from the window at Spartacus for me. Yeah. Which, I mean, great. It's constructed well, but it's something that I could see, you know, 10 other queens walking around. Oh, in. absolutely. Absolutely. And I was kind of disappointed by that. Uh and because it was, it was obviously beautiful mm-hmm. makeup, beautiful hair. Um, I actually didn't like Joey J's as much until I did see that it was like a full tongue, tongue. And with a, a tongue ring and everything. I thought that was really cool and creative. I thought it was too. I'm going to finally give Joey J some props. <laughs> um, I what Joey J was wearing is definitely something that I could see. It looks like something that I myself would have constructed and worn. And I have to give them props for that because I honestly, I think that it was very unique, like the whole like tongue. Everyone's into like the whole like faces on bodies and like tongues Mm. and eyes and stuff like that. I thought it was a really neat way to incorporate the train. Um, And the color scheme was cool. I thought there were some fit issues kind of with a little a little bit of the outfit. It definitely looked like it was made. Mm -hmm. But that's what I like. I I would rather see an outfit like Joey J wore on the runway Mm -hmm. 10 times than something that Elliot is wearing where it looks like it was bought from a store. And and you could see, you know, a bunch of other queens wearing the exact same thing. Agreed. Agreed. Honestly. Agreed. So uh, the ones that I really enjoyed outside of Denali's, Simone's. Simone's I really liked with the uh, do-rag. Oh, the do-rag. Yes. That was iconic. That was iconic. That What a way to do a train. To, oh, that you was, know? that was so very smart. Yeah. Like insanely smart. Yeah. 
Um, and then it was just like, and of course the outfit was simple as hell, but you get away with it with that personality though. Yeah. Like, cause it was like flared um, jean pants or whatever mm-hmm. to show the heels. And then it was like a jacket like that had a um, off the shoulder and it was like a corset underneath. And then it was just uh, the do-rag. Was and- it Ross in the episode that said it or was it, I might have been uh, just on social media and someone said it, I f- but I feel like Ross might've said it that we'll see Rihanna wearing something like this. Oh, must have been on social media. Yeah. 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 yeah because I, I definitely, it's, I think that Simone has such a unique point of perspective when it comes to fashion. A lot of it is very nineties inspired, very R and B. Um, and it has just like a really unique flair to it that mm-hmm. it's like adding this campiness and this dragginess to this like really particular um type of style i think it just works for her and oh, we've absolutely. seen it we've seen it even on outfits where it's like it definitely could be a miss and she's had some outfits that are pretty polarizing like right. for instance the the nighttime look that she served mm-hmm. when you know half the people really liked it and half the people didn't but i think it's better to be polarizing than it is to be boring so, oh absolutely absolutely yeah. um because i hated um the one look I didn't like uh, was uh, Candy Muse's outfit on the runway. Oh, yeah, that wasn't great. Not be- And I guess he constructed it that day. But my problem with it was the front mm-hmm. didn't leave any shape. Yeah. And, like, normally when you get away with that, because, like, in those Asian garments where it's, like, like Chun-Li would wear, yeah. you know, how it hangs down in the front and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it hangs down lower. Where hers was hanging was, like, kind of, like, right at the stomach area. Yeah. So it, like, ruined any shape that she could have, even though it was on a corset. Mm-hmm. So the front is actually where I was getting really lost. The judges obviously didn't like it because you could see undergarments, of course. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know why she would have wore the panty because I would have just not worn it and have a high thigh on it is what I would have done. But. There are little things I want to see Candy Muse fix throughout the competition that are kind of like rubbing me a little bit wrong. And it's 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 little details. You know, it's like the hole in the back for the nighttime look that she served earlier on in the season. Oh, yeah. And then the undergarment showing underneath this look. I just, I want Candy Muse to go in and clean up some of those rough edges because there's no real excuses for having that on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. And I get that as... As someone who has like a fuller figure too, it's harder to find things that are seamless, like right. a lot of the skinny girls have, where they can rock, you know, their own body and it'll be look just fine, you know? Right. For me, especially, you know, like I have a pretty like masculine body type. So finding ways to shape that body and 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 make it like appear as something that has a little bit more curve to it. It's it's something that's difficult. And I can't get away with wa- uh, wearing things that show a whole lot of skin because I'm shaping my body, like using body shapers and, and using things to try and pull this figure together. Yeah. And so I, I get the struggle that she's going through. All I want to see is like just a little bit more thought put into like making sure that those undergarments aren't showing and that the look is a little more seamless and and presented well like the other girls are able to do. Yeah, I get that. Um the one the other one that I didn't like as much that I liked and didn't like was Tamisha's. It was so middle of the road for me I and can't so remember was Tamisha's. Oh, that's bad. It was just because well, it was just Oh, it was another pink thing, it right? It was pink and it had like a little tutu thing on it and then it went to the tutu into like a little bit of pink. You know what it looked thing. like? It looked like the exact same material as her pink daytime look. Yes. Yeah. Except yeah. a different style. Yes. And I didn't, I wasn't super in love with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, the other one too was um, uh, Rosé. I I don't understand what Rosé, Rosé's thing is with that shoulder nonsense. I don't. Yeah, I didn't like Rosé's either. Like I, 
mm. it was it kind of lo- it got lost for me. I don't know. I, I think there was a little bit too much volume at the top of it or something. I don't I don't know. I just um I had some issues with the styling of Rose's outfit. Yeah. Cool concept. Cool I think concept, it was very 80s. Cool. I liked the whole mullet thing. Like I would definitely rock that hair. Speaking of hair too, can we talk about how Candy Muse's hairline was like very far down in the front on yeah. on I don't um I get what it's like to want to make your forehead appear smaller, but can that be a thing that queens stop doing? <laughs> like wear a bang. Wear a bang. Or 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 don't uh, don't wear your lace all the way down to your brow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of queens have been doing that recently. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I don't either. Uh, so last but not least, actually there was a couple more, but Kamora Hall. Yes. Uh, her outfit was amazing. Gorgeous. I loved oh my God. the dragons on the shoulders oh, and even beautiful. the tail. Yeah. That's how you do a train, ladies and gentlemen. That was, yes. That was great. And then obviously Utica's, Utica's was just interesting Um, it was inspired by carol burnett and she kind of did her own twist on it so it was referential it was a referential look and um yeah it was i thought it was good i didn't it wasn't my favorite but it was it was a good look so uh tops and bottoms ended up being um uh so the bottoms were kamora and denali Mm -hmm. and specifically on both fronts it was because of the acting challenges yeah because both of those outfits were amazing mm-hmm. for the runway mm-hmm. um and then the tops were simone and actually who's the other top it was just so clear that simone was gonna get it simone candy candy was the other top but her outfit. oh yeah yeah. Can- yeah yeah candy was the other top yeah there was one more but i can't i can't quite remember who it was for the yeah. who the third one was but yeah um so so simone walked away with the win again so that that makes simone she's won two challenges now yes yeah oh, oh. and lala ree was the other bottom yeah but lala ree's uh runway was amazing the snakeskin covered mask thing which was i thought was just fantastic yeah yeah um but yeah obviously i loved her look yeah, yeah. the look was great but the acting challenges was rough so yeah uh, but she was safe her and Denali, I think, were both pretty comparable to their performance. So, and they both had good looks on the runway. So it was like who, like it, it's kind of a matter of preference. Like who, in your opinion, did worse? That you know, Lala Ri or Denali. It really could have been a toss up between either of them. I think it was pretty solid <laughs> that Kimura was the main one. That yeah, was I bottom. do. But what's so funny about that is. This outcome would not have changed no matter who was on the stage. No, it wouldn't bottom. have. It wouldn't have. Okay, so let's talk about this lip sync. Yeah. Like, the fact is. So Denali, yeah, she's a dancer or whatever, uh-huh. but she also did not drag moves most of like the whole time almost. Yeah, like she did some here and there and whatever, yeah. and was flipping around. But she did. She took off her train and mm-hmm. then started dancing and getting down with it. And Kamora just didn't want to like, as the internet said, like didn't want to rip that dress. No, she didn't. She didn't want to hurt that dress. Yeah, um, and rightfully so. It was really beautiful, but I mean, it also you have to understand what's at stake and the thing is if Kimura would have been able to rip it anyway she wouldn't have been able to outdance Denali yeah honestly I felt so bad for her that would have just I wish I well actually the thing is actually most of them were wearing gowns actually I really wish they would really understand that what what the challenge is like let's pick a song to where you could move in an evening dress yeah or mm-hmm. be prepared on your runways mm-hmm. to have a, a reveal a tearaway yeah, but that would he would have to make them into every costume. I know. Oh gosh, that'd be so awful. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, the bottom part of that thing could have came off. Yeah. I, I think. But she just didn't go for it and oh man, Kamora got 
laid. Yeah, she did. It was she oh, got eaten up. God, she was beaten down. It was hard to watch. One uh, of the best <laughs> lip, lip sync performances from a single performer, though. I mean, yeah, yeah Denali turned pulled out all the stops, and I I did watch the Untucked and. Denali made the statement, all of the moves that I was planning on saving for later in the season, I'm going to use them now. So <laughs> she's uh, like, if they were going to be surprised by anything, like now is the time that I'm going to surprise them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, I mean, and she did. She turned it out. We already saw her do really well in the lip sync against Rosé. And also in Untucked too, Rosé was talking to Denali and was like, I saw what you did against me. She's like, you slayed against me. She's like, I know that you're going to win this. So just get out there and, and do what you did against me and you'll have no problem. And she did that and more. So Yeah. Oh, she she showed that she wanted to be there. And that was really, like, really amazing. Yeah. And honestly, at, at this point, it does look like Simone is probably going to be in the top. Yeah. Um, I can see if Tamisha can, like, stay consistent, she'll probably be up there, too, in top four at least. Yeah. Um, for me, I think Simone is kind of untouchable. I think for me, it's like Simone already has a placement in the top four. Olivia Lux is the other one that I feel really. God, I can't even remember what she wore on the runway. I um, can't either. Gosh. Yeah, but uh, I do adore her. Yeah, I love her, and she's a great mm-hmm. smile. And she has that same Simone slash Bob the Drag Queen personality mm-hmm. when she smiles and she's like getting into it. But she's a little green. She's, she's a, little, a little fresh. She's a little green, and yeah. I don't know if she'll make it all the way to the end with that. So yeah, I'm really interested to see. I'm really interested to see what happened next episode. I think, uh, I think Lala Ree. I feel like she's like getting closer to the bottom. Yeah, and Elliot with two T's. I believe from the preview next week's is a outfit construction episode, so um, it'll be interesting to see who succeeds in that and who who kind of falls to the bottom. I think obviously I'm excited to see what Tamisha makes. Yes. Because she's made stuff all her career, and we saw that gold beauty that she presented to us on the runway oh, for this yeah, year. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. So I'm excited to see what she brings. Uh, I I don't really know much. Uh, Utica. I'm excited to see what Utica brings Utica, because absolutely. she's also another constructor. So I'm I'm excited to see those that have those talents make them come to life in the next episode, and and hopefully they you know do really well, and we see some different placements, and you know it's not just Simone winning all season, but you know if that were the case. Great yeah. for Simone. Absolutely. So <laughs> as we get closer to the end of this episode, as me and Donna said that we'll do at the end of the episode nowadays, uh, Donna, what are you wearing this evening? I'm actually just a giant tongue. Uh, I No piercing, though. No piercing. Just a giant tongue with googly eyes. Yeah, it's been uh, alarming this whole time. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoy licking things, and it's a, it's kind of a fetish and dark side of myself I haven't been able to bring out with all that's happened with COVID. So mm-hmm. I just figured if uh, I can't lick things, I'll just be the tongue. So Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, so my look is inspired by kiddie pools, so that's why this, like, bottom I'm wearing is just mm. all really large kitty pools. Oh, lovely. And then the top is a floaty going around my boobs. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And then my head is made out of those foam wigs. So it's not quite the same mm. material as the like the boob thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I just was feeling like really fanciful. So in January, yeah. I decided to wear kitty pools. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, if this rain picks up and there's a flood, we know you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I can't wait till somebody create that for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. 
All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in for this recap of uh, this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. We'll be back next week where we'll recap that. And uh, you can also tune in for our main episodes that air every Thursday. We're going to have some really exciting interviews for you here coming up. Yeah. So be sure to tune in. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.